interesting that uh, these introductions are important because they tell you what to expect. I'm sure from that particular introduction, you're expecting something brilliant. Thank you, Joseph. Um, I, I will aspire to, uh, to be what you're hoping for. I, uh, I have such a privilege of being with you today. I, I would like to just add a little thing that I have my supervisory officer qualifications. I'm currently still working as a principal, but centrally assigned. So I work in school support, which is uh, like 911 for principals. We basically <laughs> provide, uh, provide support for other people in the field when they're dealing with various emergencies and, uh, and unique situations. I'm sure you can't imagine those happening in a school. But um, as we start today, and, and this is kind of an ending for you, the last chapel, um, for your BN program, I want you to think back before you started this program, before you even applied for this program. And I want you to put your hand up if you remember somebody telling you, you should think about teaching. Now hold on for a second. If you've heard, wow, you are a natural teacher. You should think about going to teacher. You should apply for the faculty. You know what? I could totally see you as a teacher. Have you ever thought about teaching? So if you've ever heard that before you came here, let's see your hand. So somebody spoken to you and said, I see you as something that you now are. Somebody saw you then before you were as something that you now are. And what is teaching if it isn't the influence of being able to see in someone else's life who they can be? who they might be, how much they could shine. And seeing that even if right now they're not especially shiny. And you're going to meet some of those. Some of them will be your students. Some might even be your colleagues. You might meet some and think, wow, like I'm going to try to believe in a vision of you that is a little further down the road because this current vision is a little bit tiresome. Um, one of the things that I love about Christ, about the ultimate teacher, was he always put it out there, I'm going to see you as who you aren't yet. I'm going to call you by a name and you will become that. I'm going to believe in you, a vision of you that's bigger than the vision that you have for yourself. Get a load of this. And this, I actually, I love Peter because he reminds me of me. Because he has really, really good intentions, but like sometimes under stress, it doesn't all work out the way he intended. So let's check it out. Here's at the Last Supper. This is what Jesus is saying to Simon Peter. He says, and this, listen carefully what he calls him. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, 
before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you even know me. Now let's look at that again. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. He wants to take you and put you through a process and see what's left over at the end of it. What parts fall through and what nuggets are still true. That's what he wants to do. But I have prayed for you, Simon. So this is Christ saying, you know what? I've put out myself on your behalf, Simon, and I'm praying that your faith won't fail. And then when you turn back, so in other words, there's kind of a little hint there. I pray that your faith won't fail. But then, when you do turn back, so we sort of fill in the blanks like, do you mean my faith really will fail? Do you mean I really will screw up and mess up? And now you're saying, but after that I'm going to turn back? Peter is a little bit offended. I can imagine. He's going, uh, Lord, I am right now ready to go to prison to death for you. Now remember, this is before all the soldiers are standing around. <laughs> this is when it's just Jesus and Peter and the disciples. It's easy to say, I will go the distance for you. Let's see what he says. I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you're going to deny you even knew me. Now, you might think, well, that's not very hopeful. That doesn't exactly say like, oh, I see a vision of you that's bigger than what you see for yourself. It's like, wow, I, I'm a real loser. But, <laughs> but let's watch. This is the part I love. Christ in his all-knowing, omnipotent, omniscient wisdom knew Peter's human. And he is going to fail. But... I'm still going to hold out to him a vision of who I believe he can be. And I'm going to do that using his most personal identity, his name. So he calls him Simon, Simon, Satan's asked to sift you like wheat. The name Simon, one meaning, fluttering dove. So fluttering dove ain't exactly what you would put like all your um, uh, eggs in one basket for, you know? If you're going to say, wow, I feel really safe and secure because I'm counting on that fluttering dove. Like fluttering dove gives you the idea of like, well, maybe I'll be here. Well, maybe I won't. Perhaps a peaceful image, but also not much staying power there. So he says, Simon, Simon, fluttering dove, fluttering dove. And in fact, I like when you have one of these Bibles where they give you a little commentary, sometimes they love to just make the point even more. It says the Greek for when he's talking about Simon in this is plural. He says you, but he's only talking to Simon Peter, only one guy. But he uses the word you that means plural, more than one. So he's like, Simon, I get it. Like, part of you wants to do this, and part of you isn't sure, part of you is nervous, part of you is committed. You're a bit of a fluttering dove. Then watch this. He says, Simon, I've prayed that your faith won't fail. So Simon says, I'm not a fluttering dove. No way. I'll die for you. I'll, I'll go to prison for you. Jesus says, actually, you, you're not even going to admit that you know me before this day is over. But he says, listen to how he tells him this. I tell you, Peter, 
Before the rooster crows today, you'll deny three times that you ever knew me. Now, Peter means something completely different than fluttering dove. Anyone know what Peter means in the original Greek? Yeah, the rock. So even though he's saying to Simon Peter, you're, gonna, you're actually going to make yourself into a liar this very day. You're standing here saying you'll die or go to prison. Before this day is over, you're going to pretend you never knew me. However, I see that, and I know that, and I'm still choosing to call you Peter. I'm still choosing to see you as Peter. That's how he sees us. He says, I get it. You're on the threshold right now of something completely new, a huge transition, a lot of uncertainty, maybe a bit of excitement and energy and a lot of terror. Okay, no terror? What's the matter with you people? Are you just, okay. <laughs> no, they're like, no, we know terror, miss. So what I want you to know is that that same investment that you are pouring into the students whose lives you come into contact with, whether that's through your practicum placements or whether that's through your role as a supply teacher or a long-term occasional or a volunteer or whatever you have to do to get your big toe in the door of, the, of employment in Ontario these days, those lives are no accident. It's not a mistake that you came across those classrooms those classrooms where you're a one day here and a one day there and part-time here and a point two here while you're trying to establish your career, those aren't little mistakes that just fill in the space and time until your real job. Those are precious lives given to you for a moment so that you can see each one of them for who they could be. Just in that moment, who can this kid be? So I'm not going to talk to them and talk about them and treat them as I see them right now. I'm going to talk about them and refer to them and name them as I see who they can be. That same investment you pour into the children whose lives you touch, that's what Christ is pouring into you. He's saying, I get it, I know you're human, I know you're not perfect, I know you're afraid, but I'm going to call you by the name I see in you. You are my precious, steady rock. And you might not feel like a rock right now. You might feel a little more like a fluttering dove. Or actually, you may just feel like a dead bird like this, just like, I'm exhausted when it's summer. Christ is saying, you know what? I'm going to name you and call you out and raise you up to be who I see you can be. And it's a, it's a role and it's a name and it's a precious identity of great worth and value. So as you move forward, I want you to remember, you have the power to choose the names you use to think about those students that you teach, to talk about them in the staff room, 
to talk about them with your colleague at the photocopier when they're driving you crazy? You have the power to choose what you call them. And I encourage you to raise yourself up to refer to those lambs the same way Christ referred to Peter and refers to you. That it's okay that you're not done yet, you're not perfect and you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna fail. In fact, you might even mess up today before the day is over. But I see in you my rock. Thanks for having me.